My name is Carol Pack. We wrote a book called Book of Lists. It's really simple. I keep wanting to say over 60 shades of gray, but it's <laughs> really just Book of Lists. And my name is Barbara Pascoff, co-author of The Book of Lists. I was thinking that in retirement, it's imperative, really, to have a project. Is that why you wrote the book, Carol? This book we wrote because we're now very enmeshed in the whole over 60 shades of gray mindset. And as I get older, the way I look at things changes. And I was thinking that when I'm looking for information, I want it in bullet points. I want it quick. I want step one, step two, step three, and cut to the bottom line. And I don't want to read all of the reasoning behind it that goes with it because time is moving faster and faster, and I just want to cut to the chase. So I said to Barbara, let's write a book of lists, and we'll just cut to the chase. And she said, okay. We're all traveling again, or or some of us are, are starting to put our big toe in the travel scene. But with COVID, it wasn't as much of, a, of an option for retirees. So that was an adjustment. And your book is all about the everyday life that we can make for ourselves and should make for ourselves once we are retired. We have tried to give the reader... The information, like Carol said, to move on quickly. Now, do you ever notice that when you read an article, be in the magazine, online, or whatever, they give you the lead, and it's only until you get to the third paragraph do you get that information. Or sometimes the ninth paragraph or the 19th paragraph. Exactly. And if you look for it online, they have these things where they give you one little sentence, and then you have to go to the next page. Yeah. And I find that very annoying. I figure at my age, Pat, I hope I finish the article. So the bullet point for me really helps. At least I can digest it before I leave this earth. Also, you have you have the cartoons in there, which they're so great and they break things up. Everything is so serious these days. I mean, you can't even have a conversation with somebody without them saying, what do you mean by that? The tone That's of true. the book is fun and lighthearted. And I think we need that. We wanted to do that because, like you say, everything, this world is very, very difficult right now. And it's very dark and serious and contentious. If we can bring a little light and a little humor to the reader, it needs to be done. People need a break. It's like the saying, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Where are the spoonful of sugar? We're giving you practical information but we try to make it more palatable. What is very interesting for me, and this happened with all the books that Carol and I have done, we initially say the reader needs to know this, but I have learned so much through my research, and it's stuff that I didn't know that is so valuable to me. The reader is learning, and the co-authors are learning as well. Plus, we're learning from each other, because Barbara will write lists that I never thought of, And I imagine that goes vice versa. 
Oh, absolutely it does. I mean, thank God Carol wrote about Medicare and Medicaid <laughs> and Social Security, because even though I might collect the check and go to the doctor's office for half the price, at least I know what's going on. I'm going to say, that's one of the big th- surprises in retirement. Uh, I didn't know, and, and you guys can roll your eyes, that you paid for Medicare. I thought it was free. You know, I thought it was like part of Social Surprise. Security. Yeah, I was rudely <laughs> surprised by it so my favorite was you were hot now you're not (laughs) it's out of your control move on I think though your book sort of suggested do what you can and then leave it alone I mean you can do some things that improve your appearance of course but after that acceptance is key yeah that's the word as a matter of fact on my wall in my office I have a huge sign that says acceptance and it, it, it's such an umbrella for so many feelings and situations that all I have to do is look at that word and it calms me down. Acceptance is a very difficult thing to achieve. Because this is a goal-oriented society and they keep telling you, go for more, go for more. You never learn that you can reach a point where it's okay to just stop. I think we have to learn that we have to live our lives for us. As an old friend said to me, some people are going to like you. Some people aren't going to care about you. Be yourself so you can like you. It's very difficult. I'll tell you something. I said to myself after this book was done, all right, now what? I think it's important for people to set goals. No matter how important they are to somebody else, you need to set your own goals. Well, what was the answer to your question, what's next? I think I'm going to write a book, a memoir. Oh. Like, who am I, right? I mean, I'm I'm not a, a celebrity or anything, but I think it's very important for me to have that as a goal, to sit down and actually reappraise my life. Let me put it to you this way. When I write and I see what I wrote in black and white, it strikes a deeper chord. Like with over 60 Shades of Grey, our first book, I had no idea that I really, at 50 and 55 and 60, I was an ageist, very discriminating. I had no patience for older people. And then when I wrote the book, I said, oh, my God, and that book has taught me tolerance. Walk in somebody else's shoes. And I think all of these writings and journaling really puts you in a better place. And this is what I'm looking for in that memoir. I want to know where my complaints were. I want to know how it started. I want to look at that journey, figure out where I am and what I have learned. That sounds good, even if it's for yourself. What about you, Carol? I write fiction in addition to the over 60 books. Mm. I have a completed thriller that I am looking for an agent for. And if I don't find an agent, I will self-publish. But this one, I thought I would go through the whole agent process because it's a one-off book. It's not part of the series. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, another series of young adults that I need to write the last book in that series. So I'm always writing. That's <laughs> I never right. stop writing. That's right. I remember the last time we spoke, I was going to ask you about it and I didn't. 
So see, you guys have, it, your life is a process. You already have it mapped out, which is great. And I think that's one of the gems of your book. Thank you. The odd thing is that so many people think when they retire, they're going to have a lot of free time. And some people do. They don't know what to do with themselves. But for me, I don't understand it because I feel like there are never enough hours in the day to get everything done that I want to do. Amen. I feel the same way. I think that's because we have something we do every day, like rituals or habits or plans, just plans that we follow through on. Like I do, I do Pilates three times a week. Now that might not sound like a heck of a lot. It doesn't take up a lot of time, but my day revolves around the things I have to make the Pilates class at a certain time and mm-hmm. uh, I do it online. And if I miss it, oh, I'm going to blow it off. It's 20 bucks. It sort of forces you to, to go. I think structure is very important. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. I'm always glad to help you, Pat. (laughs) You know, that's what I'm here for. I'm just a walking (laughs) tutorial. So what do you guys do for for movement or or exercise or to keep yourself going? Well, I used to ballroom dance competitively. Right, right. And since COVID, I haven't. But then I started playing tennis. Why? Because I'm on the opposite side of the net. And instead of playing with a group of women... I take lessons. I used to play years ago, and uh, I was pretty good. Yeah, no, I was very good. Anyway, so (laughs) here I am taking lessons again, and that's what I do to keep myself motivated and and exercise. And just the other day, I started walking on the treadmill again because I was very, I was just tired of being lazy. Yeah, And that's my thing, walking on the treadmill. I try to do that every day, and the only way I could get myself to stay on the treadmill is to read. So I read on my iPad because I can make the font really big (laughs) so that even though I'm walking and the print is moving up and down, it's still large enough to read. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and it's a great way. It's good for reading thrillers because they keep you going. Yes. How many uh, minutes are you up to now on the treadmill? I I usually do 30 a day. Perfect. Sometimes, though, if if I'm reading and I'm lost in what I'm reading, I'll look down and it'll say like 46 minutes. So 30 is the minimum, but uh, if I'm really into the story, it could go higher. And I just want to maintain my mobility and the treadmill does that but I also it feeds my soul to be able to read while I'm on it that's why I never thought I was a class person but the Pilates classes are really good and the the machines are uh six feet apart so you're not you're not too close to your neighbor Uh, I I get to see other women usually Mm -hmm. sometimes a, a man or two will straggle in it's just enough camaraderie but it's it's nice to get out there with other people, which I never thought I'd be Socialization is what we socialization is what we lost. We need other people. I mean, who was it? Walt Whitman, No Man Is an Island. Was he the guy? Pat, I forget everything. My word retrieval is pathetic. I can't remember what I forgot. It just goes on. <laughs> yeah, but every once in a while, you surprise yourself. Like uh, stuck in the middle with you came on, and I said Steelers wheel. Now, where did that come from? Somewhere in the back of my 
brain. This uh, there's there are file cabinets that are loaded with information, useless information, but nonetheless, information is information, and the only one that's going to know is useless is you. This is true, but it's not if you can retrieve it because you see that's very very important. Use useless or not, the fact that you remembered it is important. I wanted to also talk about in the looks section, which I found fascinating. You were talking about makeup and hair and that kind of thing. But what I'm going through right now is crisis with my nails because I've been doing gel. Yeah, I've been doing gel on my nails and they they look fantastic. I'm a a reformed sort of nail biter. The gel on my nails, there were horrors underneath. I took the gel off. Mm -hmm. There were paper thin nails that ripped. And so now I have to, to find a an alternative, and I just found out about vegan nail polish. I haven't found anything satisfactory yet. The strongest is probably the gel, and I didn't think it was going to do as much damage as an acrylic, but it seems to, because you've got to like really work hard to get it off. Yes. I think right now you shouldn't put anything on your nails. I think you should nourish them with olive oil or find a way that you can just, what's the word, to to, to reestablish its health. I wouldn't put anything on it, Pat. Wear gloves. (laughs) Okay, it should be an notebook. Let me give you a bullet point. Do nothing. If there is a problem with your nail and it's thin from gel or wrap, I would suggest you do nothing. Your nails have to breathe. Yeah, and and, and when they come back, just get a regular manicure. I mean, it's a pain, but just get a regular manicure and, and get your cuticles cut and that's it. I did love your the section in your book about getting rid of people who hurt you or mm-hmm. uh, are unkind to you. That is so, so, so important. And now I, I, I cut one person out of my life who was just terrible to me. Why did I put up with that all these years? Why? Well, I think I think relation to dismiss a relationship or to get rid of toxic waste in your life is very difficult, especially if there was a history. But sometimes we get stuck. But when that toxicity becomes too much and you can't live your life because they are involved in your life 24-7, it's time to take your garbage to the curb. This was somebody who wasn't really that important. It was more an acquaintance. But why I put up with the nastiness, I guess I felt concern for her because she had a tough, has a tough life. But um, mm-hmm. I, I finally, I finally said something and boy, the viciousness that was released, but I, I felt so relieved. On her part of yours. On her part. She was so angry with me. I'm a little hurt that she was so vicious, but. You know, that's on her. It has nothing to do with you. There are red flags. If somebody for the first time you meet them, talks about themselves continually throughout the course of, let's say, an hour. They're revealing way too much about themselves. To me, that's a red flag. I had one of those. She scared the hell out of me. It was my third business partner. Barbara, if it wasn't for her, you wouldn't have been in the position to be a partner in a company. Exactly. And get nominated for how many Emmys? Uh, Four. Wow. So that was the positivity. That's exactly, Carol, 100%. You know, with every negative, there's a positive. I had four positives. Back to more fun topics. Let's conclude with some final words. What would you say is what you wanted to leave people with or maybe a an important part of the book to you that you wanted to mention before we conclude? We just want to be able 
to give people practical advice and leave them with a smile on their face and let them know that, yes, here we are, we're over 60, life is starting to smack us in the face a little bit, beat us up a little bit, but we can find ways around it or we just have to accept it and we should try to do it by looking for the fun in it. If you don't look for the positivity and you don't look for the fun, it's going to be depressing. You have to, you have to make it fun for yourself. And we want to try to help people find that little bit of sweetness in life as they grow older. I couldn't have said it better. What she said. I'm impressed with both of you. Are you kidding? That book was so fun. And what you look like and you were hot and now you're not. True. You look in the mirror and you go, how the hell did this happen? <laughs> or how about this, though? You look in the mirror and say, well, it's not great, but you know, it's okay. No, I do agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that on a good day, Pat. <laughs> On a good day. Yeah, but on a bad day, you just get some more sleep, and then you can do that in the mirror the next morning, right? Well, that's another problem with aging. (laughs) Sleep. 